Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 9th of May and on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1978 and we travel to Italy where the body of the ex-Prime Minister Aldo Moro was found in the trunk of a Renault in the centre of Rome after having been riddled with at least 15 shots fired by two members of the French Red Brigades. Moro's calls for beatification was opened by the Diocese of Rome for investigation in September 2012. He was one of Italy's longest serving post-war Prime Ministers and a long-time friend of Pope Paul VI, leading the country for more than six years. His great legacy is often seen as the Compromesso Storico, or the historic compromise with communism, which began a process of reconciliation between the Italian Communist Party and the country's mainstream parties and political institutions. This achievement in itself means that he is now seen as one of the most important fathers of modern Italian politics. Considered to be an intellectual and a patient mediator, especially in the internal life of his own party, he was also a lifelong friend of Giovanni Battista Montini, who would be elected in 1963 as Pope Paul VI. Moro had befriended Montini 30 years earlier in Bari, when he had become the president of the Italian Catholic Federation of University Students. During his university years, Italy had been ruled by the fascist regime of Benito Mussolini. And along with other Catholic students, Moro founded the periodical La Rassegna, which was published until 1945. He was a leader in Catholic Action and other Catholic youth groups. And this developed and matured into the mainstream political life of Italy. All through his career, he was a daily mascot at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Monte Mario. He would serve two terms as Prime Minister of Italy. During his premiership, a wide range of social reforms were carried out in housing, education, minimum wage and pensions. After a stint as Minister for Foreign Affairs, his second term as Prime Minister was dominated with trying to tackle inflation and put in place the building blocks of the Compromesso Storico. His achievements created many enemies. And after his second term as Prime Minister, he was caught up in the Lockheed scandal and tried in court under false corruptions of al- corruption allegations. He was exonerated. However, on the 16th of March, 1978, on his way to a session in Parliament where a new government for the first time with the support of the Communist Party was being debated, a great implementation of his strategic political vision, a unit of militant militant far-left organisation known as the Red Brigades blocked the two-car convoy 
which was carrying him and kidnapped him, murdering his five bodyguards. The nationwide response was immediate. And in the following days, trade unions called for a general strike. While security forces made hundreds of raids in Rome, Milan, Turin and other cities searching for his location. After a few days, even Pope Paul VI, his close friend, intervened, offering himself in exchange for Aldo Moro. The Red Brigades proposed exchanging Moro's life for the freedom of several prisoners, but the government had taken a hard-line position. The state must not bend to terrorist demands. Italy's security officials had to track down his wife, Eleonora, at the parish in Monte Mario, where she had been teaching a class for mothers of children preparing for their first communion to break the news of his kidnap. There was a large-scale manhunt, which was unsuccessful. And during the agonising 55 days of his capture by the Red Brigade, the ageing pontiff tried to move heaven and earth to secure his friend's relief. release. In a rare intervention by a pope, a note in his own handwriting was published by the Observatario Romano, the Vatican newspaper. I am writing to you men of the Red Brigades, you unknown and implacable adversaries of this deserving and innocent man. I pray to you on my knees, liberate Aldo Moro simply and without any conditions. Vatican officials had asked prison chaplains to, to contact the leadership of the Red Brigades, offering to collect money to pay a ransom. The Pope was scheduled to meet with a group of young Italian children who had just received their first communion. Unable to hold back tears, Paul VI openly wept. He was a good and wise man, a person of great value, an exemplary father, and what counts even more, a man of high religious, social and human feelings. This crime has shocked every honest person in the world. The whole of society. In an astonishing moment three days later, the Pope gave us an insight into the depths of his despair and how his faith was being tested when he addressed himself to God in the Basilica of St. John Lateran, saying, You did not grant our plea for the safety of Aldo Moro, of this good and gentle man, wise and innocent, who was my friend. The Pope would die just three months later, many people close to him believing that his never-resolved grief had hastened his death. In 2012, a foundation in Milan dedicated to his memory, announced a request to open a beatification course. Even this would not prove straightforward. With a couple of po the postulators, who are the officials in charge of preparing all the materials for the course and seeing it through, suddenly quitting, declaring the job was impossible without more help. There would have been a lot of material available for a former Prime Minister to look through. 
Momentum towards his beatification seemed to be stalling, so his daughter Maria Fida wrote to the Vatican to complain, and she had a private audience with Pope Francis, creating expectations that maybe things would get moving. They do seem to be, and the Italian Senate has decided to recognise Maria Fide and other members of the family as victims of terrorism, which under Italian law entitles them to a tax break on pension income and also slightly higher paged payments from the state pension fund. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Come join us tomorrow if you can. If you, as we look at the birth of Karl Barth, hailed by some to be the greatest Protestant theologian of all time. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please subscribe and leave a comment on the blog if you have time at www.pogp.net And if you'd like to respond directly, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com Have a lovely day wherever you are and thanks for listening.